That's awesome. I need to tell you something though, because okay. when I was relatively young, when I was a ago, young warthog, I, I swear know. I thought you were gonna sing that song. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for saying sorry media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, and this is the Per Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Kelly St. Denis, co-hosting again on the Per Podcast. Yes, and I'm so excited, Kelly, that you're here because uh, we are here at WVC or Viticus right now, uh, which is the number two biggest conference in the US. And we have a special guest with us, which is Dr. Carey. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Dr. Mia Carey here. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And Love I'm her. so excited to be here with both of you today. Love her. Love her. Yes. So uh, very exciting uh, to be here. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of topics. And I know you prepared for weeks for this. I did. I, I've, I've read through all, everything that you sent me. I am mm -hmm. so well prepared. Yeah. So all the 160 podcasts you went through, it took her about five weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, this is going to be a really cool, cool thing. So uh, um, Mia, can you tell us a little bit what you do, who you are, et cetera? Yes. Thank you, Yola. So I, I am Mia. I am Mia. <laughs> Mia's me. Mia's me. That's good. <laughs> um, let's see. So I have a lot of different hats in the veterinary medical profession, as does everyone, right? We all have multiple hats that we wear and we're not supposed to have favorite clients, but I do. Secrets <laughs> out. Um, I am honored to serve as the CEO of the Pride Veterinary Medical Community. And that's one of the hats that I wear as CEO and change agent of Cary Consulting. Nice. And in terms of what got me here, I, I started in the profession as a clinical veterinarian. Mm -hmm. And then I was in sales for Novartis Animal Health, which was one of my favorite jobs ever. And that led to a, just a myriad of roles um, in marketing, sales, technical support, and on and on um, with Novartis and Beringer Ingelheim. Mm -hmm. That led to the association world where I spent time at both the NABC and the AVMA, leading their educational programming and strategic planning. And like every phase of my career, learned a lot, loved a lot, good days, bad days, and had awesome mentors, mm -hmm. which led me to the next phase, which is my current one, which is my entrepreneurial phase, Ooh. where I lead my own company. So that is a little bit about me professionally wise in a nutshell. Oh, wow. In five minutes, <laughs> you know, whole career in five minutes. Uh, that's awesome. Mia. Um, what is your relationship with cats? I love cats. Oh. I love cats. Leo and Louie okay, you can are two say. of my favorites. They are amazing two little brothers that we adopted three and a half years ago from a shelter mm. and cats rock. Cats do rock. And and Louis and Leo. Leo. Mm -hmm. oh, why did you name them that way? My youngest, Grant, who was at home with us at the time, yeah. and he had the honor of naming them. And Louis after Louis Armstrong, uh -huh. because he is all black and beautiful. Uh -huh. And Leo, probably because of Leo, like King of the Lions, but it, it was what came to mind to Grant. And so whatever he wanted, yeah. stuck. And now that's definitely who they are. That's awesome. That's awesome. And in your veneer career, anything with counts? Well, and as a GP, yeah. I was small animal practice with dogs and cats. I'm trying to think, well, you know, in industry, you see them everywhere, but mm -hmm. not, let's see, when I was brand manager 
um, Interceptor, Ooh. although labeled for dogs mm. when I was the brand manager. A lot of my products as a marketeer were cats and dogs. So, you know, intermixed. Yes, cats always, red thread. And what's the your favorite cat disease slash oh. thing that you have well, let's say, ever done? Okay, can I say two? Yeah. Okay, so my favorite cat-related veterinary experience was actually as a veterinary student mm -hmm. when I was a third year, and I was able to assist Dr. Gary Ellison at University of Florida. Ooh. Go Gators! Ooh. For all the Gators in the house. I know. Um, on a renal transplant on a cat. Oh. Yes, the cat's name was Sterling. I can't remember the client's name, but the cat was Sterling. <laughs> That's not important. And he's a twin of my Louis of today, this big, black, beautiful cat. Mm. And it was amazing, an honor to be part of that. Um, and honestly, going into it, my thoughts were, and this is me, I'm all in on the veterinary profession and animals, but yeah. my thoughts were, why would a pet owner spend that much money on their cat. Yeah. Even then, I, it was yeah. just a thought. And yet, going through the process, and they had the funds to do it, and their their Sterling was a child, and it was the best experience ever. So it, it gave me perspective in so many different ways. And that may not be for every pet owner, but it was for them, and it was for Sterling, and it was just an amazing experience. And was this the thing where the owner has to adopt that cat that gives the kidney? They didn't in this scenario. Oh. I do think that happens a lot now, right. but at the time, I think they would have. They would have been more than happy to, mm. but it was a cat that didn't need a home. Yeah. Oh. So that was one. And then what was my second? When I was Oh, so my second is near and dear to me because not that it's a sexy disease, and it's chronic kidney disease. No, that's but the not reason, sexy. but it, but it's important <laughs> to me because I had three sister cats right. right before my two brother cats, Eve, Darwin, and Quasi, that I adopted as a veterinary student. They yeah. lived under my apartment and vet school uh, and lived with me 23 years. Uh, and all three of them died from chronic renal disease. And so, you know, for all the reasons, and we know how common it is, it's um, you know, so that disease that always sticks with me. Yeah, it's a tough disease. Yes. It's a tough disease. So at least we can recognize it much earlier now and yes. we can treat it appropriately. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's so uh, much more we can do now mm, than we could so much more years ago. Yeah. How many years are we talking? Oh, no, I'm not allowed to say that. How many years? <laughs> <laughs> Since I was in yeah. yeah. I'm a 99 grad. Oh, my and God. I am a graduate. Actually, the UF class of 99. <laughs> You know many of them: Kimba Marshall, Stephanie oh, Jones, Billy that's Griswold. Why. We have quite the amazing class. And I'm not green. When did you graduate? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> listeners, you know you want to know. Okay, no, no, pressure. no it's a secret. There's no secrets oh, here. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight, mm -hmm. also a good year. Yeah, it was a good year because eight is my favorite number. So. Oh, it is. Oh, we should talk about favorite numbers at some point if we have Okay, time. what is your favorite? <gasps> Twenty-three. Okay, that's kind of a strange number oh my gosh oh, no 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 judgment. no thank no, you, no thank judgment. you. No it judgment. has been i yeah. don't know that it's necessarily lucky for me but it has been my life okay really? wait let me just tell you a few of them yeah. bus number in elementary school and middle school uh -huh. it was the stop these are random but it was the stop where i got off the interstate to go to the smithsonian where i had an internship Ooh. it was my office number at the museum of natural history <gasps> said no internship way. it was my track number in high school which i didn't ask for <laughs> i mean it just pops up all the time which is why i'm zinvet 23. oh mm -hmm. got it mm -hmm. now i know now the rest together. of the world knows too <laughs> there you go wait kelly okay kelly lucky number well i'm gonna Lucky number or yes. favorite number? Favorite, say favorite numbers. Yeah. 29. Because I've been 29 for the last 20 years or so. Oh, I love that. 
That is so good. Yeah, that's nice. what I tell my kids when I have a birthday that I'm 29. 29, again and yeah. again. But someone told me I needed to start saying I'm plenty nine. Oh, that's plenty good. nine. That's good. <laughs> mm. Plenty nine. Yeah, I can't say that I've been eight for the rest of my maybe, maybe <laughs> But you started yeah, yeah. vet school when you were nine, based yeah, on your graduation year, of, because kind yeah. Of. yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's so good. me, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that was smooth, very smooth. Um, Pride VMC. Yes. What's that all about? Oh my gosh, Pride Veterinary Medical Community, who is celebrating their thirtieth anniversary in twenty twenty three, which is amazing. And if you know Pride BMC, you might be thinking, well, wait, 30 years old. I thought they were newer than that. Mm -hmm. But we changed our names over the mm -hmm. years. So Ag Vets and then LGVMA and then more recently Pride BMC. But it's a nonprofit organization with the mission of creating a better world for the LGBTQ plus veterinary community. Allies are welcome to join and be a part of the organization, but it's all about focusing and supporting through collaboration on the LGBTQ plus community in veterinary medicine. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And I, I, I love Pride VMC. Thank you. And you're doing an awesome job, by the way. Thank so. you so much. Um, so uh, how are you supporting LGBTQ? Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Community. Where do we start? <laughs> yes. So we have three strategic pillars. Mm -hmm. And really, all of our activities are under one of those three pillars. We start with education and advocacy. So for example, at VMX last month, we had a full day of educational programming led by various board members. Um, lots of education, in-person, virtual, town halls, um, ad advocacy too. There's obviously a lot going on in our world right mm -hmm. now and yeah. a lot of people that need our support, Yes, which is why we launched the Gender Identity Bill of Rights recently. Mm -hmm. But one, so one pillar, education and advocacy. The second, student empowerment, because yes. we know students are our future. So we support our student-led arm, the Pride Student Veterinary Medical Community in many, many ways. And then our third pillar is member activation and engagement. So that's how we, that's how our, our outreach occurs in the veterinary profession. Love it. That's awesome. I need to tell you something though, because okay. when I was relatively young, when I long was time a ago, young warthog, I, I swear know. I thought you were gonna sing that song. <laughs> Sorry. I remember I went to the US. Yes. And I can't remember when and where, but I was not completely out yet. And mm -hmm. I walked past the at that time, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the name was at that time. LGBMA. And I didn't dare to go there. <gasps> I know, I know, Why? it was weird. Well, because so you weren't weird. yet. Yeah. So. Okay, can I tell you a quick story yes. around that? Yes, yes, yes. So, VMX, which I think it was VMX at the time, it may have been NABC, mm. the year before COVID hit, so that would have been 2018 or 2019. Mm. Yep. 2019, right, that January. Mm. I was at the Pride VMC booth, and I kept seeing this individual, a yeah. young man, walking by the booth, having kind of eye contact, but looking away really quick. And he kept doing the big white circle around the Pride VMC oh. booth three days in a row. Yeah. On the fourth day of the exhibit hall, I was the only one at the Pride VMC booth. Everybody else was in classes. It was pretty quiet. And I saw him again. So I pretended like I had to go to the bathroom. So I and was angling towards the restroom, which was right. It would <laughs> um, intersect with where he was walking. Yeah. And we intersected. And I was like, oh, hi there. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you stepped away from the booth. I have been going by the booth every day because you are inspiring me because uh -huh. I am a gay man in a very conservative practice in a very conservative city and I'm about to come out and I'm scared and I'm excited and just seeing Pride BMC there mm -hmm. and I've tapped into your resources on your website. You give me hope and I can't wait to be an out member of Pride BMC. Uh -huh. And to me, I just, I looked at him, I was like, mic drop, you are why we exist. We are here for you. <laughs> and, and it's similar to what you just said. It's like, yes. we weren't sure if you should yeah. join. 
and everyone's at different phases of sharing their identity with the world, right? And True. we want to be there for those wherever they are on that journey. That's so awesome. I think, and it's so needed because yes. there's a lot of people out there that, that you know, are struggling. Yes. And, uh, and so, you know, when I was in the U.S. as a veterinarian, when I did my internship and that sort of thing, I was not out mm. to a lot of people. And uh, and sometimes it was really difficult. Yes. Especially when they start asking about your girlfriend. Right. And, you know, all yes. those things. So, uh, so but uh, I got a lot of good support. Um, and now I'm just 100% out. But, really? You know, yeah. My yeah. <laughs> reveal, revealed on yeah. today's podcast. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Things that you would never have known. Uh -huh. You know. Well, good for you. What yeah. was there a tipping point that you felt safe enough to bring your authentic self? I into? think I think when I went back to Holland, it, oh. because it's so much more open that society there. Yeah. And you know, after I've lived in the US for a long time, I was like, you know, why did I do it there? And now I'm also looking at the fact, well, why did I do that there? Right. Uh, and uh, so you know. Good for you. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But I mean, if you're struggling somewhere, reach out to someone, you know, yes, uh, reach out to Pride PMC. Uh, and can I put yeah. a plug in? There are 11 affinity organizations in wow. veterinary medicine. And so regardless of how you identify, whether mm. it's your sexual orientation, gender identity, race, ethnicity, um, there is a home for you, probably in more places than one. And it doesn't have to be in an affinity organization, but they're out there and they're wonderful. So whether it's the Black Deviant Network, National Association of Black Veterinarians, Latinx Deviant, there are so many amazing groups yes. that are fueled by amazing humans. And, yes. and Pride BMC collaborates with all those groups because yes. we know we're better together. I love that. I love that. There, and there are a lot of great groups. Yes. And as a matter of fact, more and more groups happening. Yes. That is, is so amazing. And I will tell you, I mm -hmm. have had a change in heart because Ooh. I've always believed in affinity organizations. Yeah. However, I've always had this fear of a profession that is constantly getting more fragmented. Yes. Right. And so, so and I'm fun. a member of ABMA and I'm mm -hmm. a member of my state VMA, industry vets, mm -hmm. pride BMC. And you get to the point where one people's dollars, right? There's only so many members they can join. Mm -hmm. But yeah. to me, even more than that, it was the communities getting so yeah. defragmented. Yeah. But I see that that's really not as important as making sure there's a home in a community where everyone can truly be with folks that, they can connect with so i i've changed on that over the years oh and it's it working together i mean oh, you don't have yes. to be separated right. exactly uh, it's, it's it's one big family i think yes and i think veterinary medicine is is anyway a very strong family yes. but yeah it's it's wonderful to have places where you can go and be yourself absolutely as it should be yes absolutely so are you in canada too Myself? No, no right now no. I'm, in, I'm in Las Vegas. <laughs> where are you? Vegas, baby. Pride yes. BMC. Pride BMC absolutely is in Pride Canada. Pride BMC C. C, yes. yes. We're actually international. Okay. So we have members in many, many, I should count how many, that'd be a good stat to know, but many countries beyond the US, beyond Canada. Um, yeah, so open to anyone that would like to support. Really, it's anyone that is aligned with our mission, that is in the veterinary profession or animal health space, mm -hmm. um, regardless of their role. Um, those are the folks that we would love to be part of the community. And allies are welcome because we know we need everyone's help to really deliver on the support that folks need. That's awesome. I think that, uh, you know, it almost should be the end of this podcast, but we're not there. It could be a bike drop, <laughs> but no. <laughs> it would be, it would be. Yeah, that, that's great. And how many people are involved with, uh, so how many members do you have? Um... So we currently have about 375 members. Yeah. Nice. And that in our first year 
Well, in a year, uh -huh. it was from 2019 to 2020, we increased membership by 75%. Wow. And now the growth year on year hasn't been that much. However, our, our reach is much, much stronger. We have student chapters in 24 veterinary schools and on social media, thousands that we interact yeah. with on a daily basis. So I think you do a really good job in social media. Thank stuff, you. Right? Yes. When we have a team, we actually yes. have a social so media tell, working group. Tell, tell us how that happens, because I think okay. that one thing that, that I really like about it is that um, you have a subgroup and you post things there yes. before you post it out yes. immediately. So tell us about that. Yes. OK, so well, so first of all, in general, Pride BMC has five different working groups and each one are focused on different parts of our organization, supporting those three strategic pillars. Mm -hmm. So, for example, one is education and, and events. So they really focus on what are the programming we want to put out there. But this working group um, that we're talking about is the social media working group. And anyone that's a member can join. We have about 10 people that are members of the group. Mm -hmm. And these individuals, anything that they see that seems newsworthy, whether it's an article or a new podcast that comes out or whatever that may be, <laughs> they take the link to that and put it into our private Facebook group. And yes. that all of our members are there and they can look at that content and either like it or put a note on it and say, heck no, we don't want this associated with Pride BMC. Mm -hmm. And if a post has three or more positive attributions, you know, a like or a love, then that's the signal to me and others that post on behalf of Pride BMC to say, yes, it can go on our public channels. So, I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah, and so, great? And we and so while we have a working group that's the focus, anyone that's a member can post the content mm -hmm. there and then also like or not like yep. it. So everyone is engaged with mm -hmm. it. That's great. Yeah, I think I made a mistake once that I posted on the wrong one. You know? <laughs> I think yeah. you did. You did. I liked it. This is for review. Yes. <laughs> and that was the general it was one. Good. So, yeah. It was all good. Yeah, I know. Sometimes these things, these things happen, happen. These once things a year, happen. once a year, once a year, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, Dr. K goes uh, wild. And that's what we live for. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, let's see. Let's go back to cats. OK, uh, cat question. Dr. Kelly. Yeah, cat, cat question. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been up since 3 a.m. I know. That's it. That's yeah. a, we need to keep going. Which is really 12 here. Wow. I do. Yeah. You did it again. Well, wait. Mm. Can we turn it? Because you heard yes. about my cat. What about, do you have like cat moments that you oh, particularly love? Oh, cat a, pets? Mm -hmm. or? Even, uh, an honorary cat. Oh, let's hear. Okay. I, I'm allergic for cats. Well, what's an honorary cat? Uh, which chipster. He behaves as a cat. Oh, so he's, so he's very <laughs> finicky. He's very finicky. He does everything a cat is supposed to do. That's fine. And so yeah, he's just he's just a cat in a dog body. Oh, you know, that's very a small adorable. dog body. Smaller yeah. than a cat body. Yeah, he is smaller he's than tiny. you know, what it's funny that his best friends are two Norwegian forest cats. And they're like three times bigger than he is. It's really funny. So, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, and he's just uh, and they chase him around through the room. It's really funny. What does he weigh? Eight pounds? Uh, he, no way. He's four. Four? Yeah, yeah. Four and a half pounds. I help him, but I yeah, thought no. it was more than four. No, no, no. He's, he's very, very small. And what about so. you, Kelly? Cats in your world? Yeah. Well, I'm cat specialist so of course yeah yeah always wise? have cats yes i did have a dog as well unfortunately she oh. passed away a few weeks ago oh i'm so sorry thank you that is yeah. So yeah. yeah only two dogs in my entire life but i've always had cats so we always have cats at home still nice. there was a point this summer because my daughter brought home a, a 
pregnant foster cat. Ah. We hit the peak of 11 cats in the house. At which point I was near nervous breakdown. Cat order alarm. I said to the rescue group, like, they're eight weeks old. Please, I know they're not supposed to go so soon. Can you please find them homes? Yes. I ended up with one of them, and my daughter kept one as well. Nice. Yeah. What happened to the rest of the nine? Oh, well, some of them were our cats counting at oh, 11. Okay. So there were six kittens and the mom. I really wanted to keep the mom. Yeah. My partner didn't really like her because she was oh. a trash panda in the kitchen opening the cupboard oh. doors. We had to have all the cupboards taped yes. shut. <laughs> you find her in the living room yeah, with a bag of hot dog buns. That, yeah. You can just look yeah. and wait. Yes, so yes, she couldn't yes. stay. Oh. I would have trained her. But at any rate, so we, uh, we kept two of the kittens and the other four went to good homes. Nice. This is a great end because we're already at time. Yeah. Okay. So this was really good. But then next week we are going to talk about optimism oh, because if, nice. if there's one person mm -hmm. in my life that I know that is the pure optimist, it's you. Oh, so so I want to talk about it. And, <laughs> and yeah, so that will, that will be really good. And uh, we have lots of other topics to talk about. Uh, and uh, so this is, uh, this is the per podcast. You can find more information on perpodcast.net. And before I leave, I want to say, where can they find more information about Pride VMC? Oh, thank you, Yola. Mm -hmm. PrideVMC.org is our website and our, also our social media handle. So please join us there. Become a member if you'd like or yeah. just engage with us and be part of the community. We have happy hours at almost every conference. And so come whether you're a member or not and celebrate with us and support each other and share the love because love wins. Love wins always. That's it. So this is a great and thank you everybody. Uh, thanks, Dr. Kelly. Thank you, Yola. Uh, thanks, Mia. Dr. Mia. Thank you, Dr. Yola. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs. And you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatVetSusan. Dr. Yola Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. This episode is made possible by the generous sponsorship of the Take the Pledge Against Struvites in Pets Facebook page. Did you know there are three easy steps to treat bladder stones in cats with lower urinary tract signs? Step one is to take a radiograph, and if there is a stone present in the bladder, step two is to use the Minnesota Urolith app for iPhone and Android to determine the most likely type of stone. Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. 
If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove struvite stones by surgery anymore. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at per podcast. 